Justin Trudeau and Jagmeet Singh have signed a secret backroom deal to give themselves an undemocratic majority government. I'm Candace Malcolm, and thank you for tuning in to a special live edition of The Candace Malcolm Show. We thought we would go live for you this morning to react to the news, break it all down for you. We're streaming both on Facebook as well as over on YouTube. And I'll just uh, do a little plug. If you like what we do here at True North, if you enjoy The Candace Malcolm Show, please consider heading on over to tnc.news slash donate and making a modest donation. If you donate at least $10 a month, you join our Insiders Club, which gives you all sorts of special perks and access. So big, big news today. I think uh, the Democratic Party, the new Democratic Party, not so democratic, it turns out, because rather than going with the results of the election that we just had six months ago, where Canadians decided to relegate Justin Trudeau to the smallest minority government in history, well, what's, what, 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 why listen to the democratic will of the people when you can just form a backroom deal with a hapless leader of the NDP party, the New Democrats, Jagmeet Singh. So the Liberals and and the, and the NDP have come out today saying that they have a supply and confidence agreement. That means that the NDP will vote alongside the Liberals on any issues to do with supply votes or confidence votes. Those are the ones that can trigger elections. So basically, the NDP is pledging to the Liberals not to trigger an election. And in return, the liberals are going to follow through with their own election platform uh, issues that fall in line with the NDP. So it's sort of a strange deal. We haven't really seen this kind of an agreement, uh, from my recollection, in 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 the history of the country. Typically, uh, when a NDP and liberals form a coalition together, the NDP gets something, right? The NDP leader might get a position in cabinet. They might get more power within the actual government. Uh, this time, it just seems like it's just a paper agreement that the NDP will continue to prop up this liberal government for the next two and a half, almost three years, I guess, uh, till the end of that uh, parliamentary session in 2025. So by the time this deal expires, Justin Trudeau will be our prime minister for 10 long punishing years. This is the news that Canadians woke up to this morning. So here are some of the details of the agreement between the uh, Liberals and the NDP. The Liberal Party has reached a supply and confidence agreement with the New Democrats. This agreement is in place starting today until the end of the parliamentary session at the end of, or in 2025. This agreement will see the NDP supporting the Liberals during confidence votes and budgetary matters, including budgetary policy, budget implementation bills, estimates and supplies. And in return, the Liberals will support NDP initiatives. I, I just want to make a point here. That, you know, there really isn't that much of a distinction between the Liberals and the NDP in terms of what they promise. I mean, they, these two parties basically have the same philosophy. They're both progressive left-wing governments uh, that believe that there's no limit in sight for governments. They believe in no restraints, uh, no constraining uh, aspect to the government. The government can do everything, can fix all of your problems. We heard that from both leaders today, both the NDP and the uh, Liberals announced this, Justin Trudeau and Jagmeet Singh sounded like they were sharing the same talking points. They were both talking about helping Canadians and having Can Canadians' backs. Um, is, is that really what we want from our government, though? A government that's going to be there for you to solve all of your problems with, with, with absolutely no limitations in terms of their ability to actually help people or the amount of money that they have, because this is, this is a major problem for the Liberals and, and, and the NDP are simply enabling it. This idea that, that there's no end in sight to how much money this government will spend and how deep in debt they will bring Canadians. So the supply and confidence agreement, we'll see the NDP 
supporting the liberals. Both parties agree to standing meetings. So the leaders are going to meet once a quarter. The House leaders are going to continue to meet. The whips are going to meet. And there will be monthly stock take meetings by an oversight group. Canadians need stability, said Justin Trudeau this morning. We cannot allow our differences to stand in the way of delivering what Canadians deserve. So what are the issues that they agree on? Uh, they both want to spend even more money on healthcare. You know, uh, to me, the lesson of the last two years was that there is a major fundamental problem with the Canadian healthcare system. It is not funded in a way that will allow for Canadians to get the help that they need when they need it. Uh, we need change. We have a rigid system that clearly failed in in the face of a crisis. And the out outcome, the, the takeaway that the Liberals and the NDP have here is that they want to spend even more money to double down on this broken system. They want to add dental care to the program. Look, I'm, I'm a big advocate of people going to the dentist, having a dental care. I think it should be part of standard insurance that you should have uh, with your job. Uh, but the idea of including it into the government system will just make make dental care terrible in, in this country. So so more more of that, more affordable housing, more $10 a day chi uh, child care, more money towards climate change, uh, a better deal for workers, which which really just means government workers. So more, more perks and privileges to those who work for the government, uh, more on reconciliation, a better tax system for the middle class, uh, whatever that means at the same time is also increasing the carbon tax. Um, and then this is kind of ironic, maybe making democracy work for the people, removing barriers to voting. So supposedly um, these two politicians who have made a backroom deal for us today are, are going to improve our democracy. Isn't that a little bit rich? He, here's a clip of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announcing this agreement that starts today. Let's play that clip. Uh, Prime Minister, by the time this deal expires in 2025, you will have been in office for almost 10 years. Uh, are you committed to staying on and running another election campaign in that year, or do you imagine a leadership race within your party? As I've said a number of times, I'm planning on continuing to serve Canadians uh, through and beyond the next election. All right, that was not the clip I wanted. That was a clip of Justin Trudeau telling us that he is not going anywhere, that he is going to continue to be our prime minister that, you know, many people are speculating today that this might be the end of Justin Trudeau, might be the end of Jagmeet Singh, that these politicians are making this deal to sort of secure the end of their political life. If if the government is in place till 2025, Justin Trudeau could step down next year or the following year and give the new leader of the liberals that, he, that they select uh, some time to govern before the next election. So so there is him sort of disputing that, saying, no, no, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, you can you can you can take that with a grain of salt. Um, but uh, do, do we have the right clip here of uh, Trudeau? No, I don't think we have that clip. Anyway, he, he was just announcing that basically what, what I just said, which was that this is a agreement in principle. It's not an official coalition and uh, that both parties basically have the option <laughs> to, 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 to leave the agreement um, anytime soon. I'll, I'll play another clip. Here's, here's a question um, that Justin Trudeau received. Uh, actually, a pretty stern, a stern question that he faced in in uh, French today, uh, asking, basically, you know, we just had an election. We just had an election. This is a travesty of democracy. And here is uh, what Justin Trudeau said to reply to that. Good morning, Prime Minister. What do you say to Canadians who are furious with this arrangement because they said they elected a Liberal government only six months ago? And here they are with a... Liberal NDP government, which would be a, now a majority. Is this not a travesty of democracy? Well, the major message 
that people uh, gave us with the election of a minority government is that people ex expect that parliamentarians will work together. People expect that members of parliament will be able to agree on uh, common points in order to work more constructively for Canadians. And that is exactly what we are announcing today. Well, so here you go. At least, at least he got a little bit of uh, pushback from his government-funded media. There, uh, yes, this is a travesty of democracy. Canadians did not vote for a coalition. We did not vote for an NDP government. Uh, NDP propping up liberals like this. Uh, sure, they voted for a, Canadians voted for a uh, minority government, which implies that there will be coalitions. Uh, but this, but this is. Uh, that implies that governments will be work, parties will be working together. Uh, but th but this goes above and beyond that. This goes into a backroom deal. Uh, Warren Kinsella, who is a former uh, aide to a liberal prime minister, uh, he's a liberal, but he doesn't like Justin Trudeau. He had an amusing piece in the Toronto Sun um, this morning saying, breaking down the motive for this undemocratic liberal NDP backroom deal. And he calls these guys the axis of weasels. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty uh, good take on it. The axis of weasels. Dirty deals gives Trudeau a lot of runway to cobble together some sort of an, a, leg a legacy agreement. So he has that uh, over on the Toronto Sun website. And uh, I, I, I have to say, I might start using that uh, term there, the axis of weasels. Uh, pretty, pretty apt. Uh, lots of criticism coming out against this. Candace Bergen, the leader of the Conservatives, the interim leader, she slams the agreement. She says that the NDP Liberal Coalition is nothing more than a callous attempt by Trudeau to hold on to power. Uh, Canadians did not vote for an NDP government. This is little more than a backroom, than backroom Backdoor socialism. This is an NDP liberal agreement uh, at government by blackmail. Let's uh, let's let's play that clip of Candace Bergen. I believe we have that. This is nothing more than a Trudeau government power grab. This is Candace Bergen, leader of the Conservative Party. This deal means that Canadians have woken up to an, in essence, an NDP liberal majority government. I think we have to let that sink in. This is an NDP Liberal government, and they have the majority. 82% of voters did not vote for a Liberal NDP government, inc including millions of Liberal voters. These Canadians woke up this morning to the fact that they have been hoodwinked and they've been deceived by their Prime Minister. Now, let me be clear, this is nothing more than a Justin Trudeau power grab. He is desperately clinging to power. His number one goal, as we have seen over the course of the last six years, is always to do what's best for him, not to do what's best for Canadians. Now, make no mistake, the NDP are in charge. The NDP are in charge. Well, it's kind of an interesting take because in my perspective, it seems like the NDP have given away all their cards. Like, like what, what, what do they really have? I mean, he, here's Jagmeet Singh, Jagmeet Singh uh, making the announcement. First of all, he sounds exactly like Justin Trudeau. He, he just goes up there and talks about how you know, the government is this amazing uh, vessel where it can help everyone. And the, the real reason that he did this was because he just wants Canadians to have free dental care. Uh, let, let, let's play this clip because I, I, th I think you'll notice... He sounds exactly like Justin Trudeau, he, he basically just saying, we've got your back, we've got your back. That's Justin Trudeau's favorite line, and here is Jagmeet Singh repeating that line. And what we've been able to do is to use our power 
in this minority government to get help to people, to get to help to people in this difficult time. And I want you to know we've got your back. We're here for you. We hear you. We see you. And we're fighting to get you that help. And we are delivering that help. Delivering that help. We've got your back. Um, and yet here he also says when, when asked by media, so what, what happens if Justin Trudeau falls short? What happens if he fails to live up to him, his end of the bargain? Jagmeet basically just says, well, then we'll withdraw the agreement anytime. Let's play that clip. We have tools to make sure that the government will do what it's promised to do. We'll use our power to help deliver the goods and to guarantee results, but we also have uh, the option of withdrawing uh, our agreement. So they have the option of withdrawing agreement. This all sort of begs the question of why are they doing this? Like to me, when I saw this news and I was reading a little bit about the details, it's like there's something else is going on here. It seems to me that Justin Trudeau is hiding something. This agreement is kind of unnecessary. It just gives, it just sets the liberals and the NDP up for the potential lines of attack, which we're already seeing uh, from the conservatives. We're already seeing from the, the, the potential leaders of the party, which is that you can't trust the liberals um, that, that, you know, they're, they're making backroom deals, that they're undemocratic, that when you vote for the liberals, what you're really going to get is the NDP, which, you know, there's a lot of liberals out there who don't like the NDP, who don't want to be a socialist party, who don't like what the NDP stands for. And, I, you know, this is rubbing them the wrong way. So, you know, it seems to me that there is something more going on here that, that, that we'll all learn in six months from now that there was some scandal or there's something happening that Justin Trudeau is trying to hide and trying to cover up by distracting the media, getting them all to pay attention to this agreement uh, that can be broke, can be broken at, at either time. I remember I had Pierre Polyev, uh, who's now running for leader of the Conservative Party. I had him on my show uh, a couple months ago, and he, he was talking all about how Justin Trudeau triggered the election 2021 because he had to, had no other choice, because the way that he was spending, um, the way that his government was ramping up spending, they, they just simply wouldn't be able to afford to go on that trajectory anymore, that they needed a majority government in order to hide uh, their scandals, like the Wee scandal, from the, Cana from the Canadian public, um, that they used that election to uh, shut down the Wee uh, investigation in the committees. And it's, it sort of feels like something else like that is going on at this point. I got to get Pierre back on my show um, to, to, to explain that, describe that a little more. But from, from Trudeau's perspective, I think he's hiding something. From the NDP's perspective, I think this is pretty, uh, this is just like a last-ditch effort by Jagmeet Singh. He's pretty much irrelevant in Parliament. Um, he, he, he has a very hard time getting traction. No one really takes him seriously. And the, the sort of elephant in the room is that the NDP is broke and they're desperate. I've written about this before in the Toronto Sun, but all you have to do is look at their annual financial returns, look at the Elections Canada notes that 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 come up. And it shows that the NDP just basically doesn't have the fundraising base that they used to. They spend more money than they bring in like every year. And they just get plunged further and further into debt. Back in 2017, um, they were $4.5 million in debt. I don't think they've ever really recovered from that. They bought a $12 million uh, building, a party headquarters called the Jack Layton Building in Ottawa. They're deep, deep in debt. Uh, they borrowed another $10 million during the 2019 election. And the only way that they were even able to stay afloat is because 
taxpayers subsidized them. Taxpayers gave them a $9 million rebate. So the reality is that the NDP is pretty hapless. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this party just like folds and they permanently merge with the um, liberals because I, I, can't, I can't really see another way out. And uh, you know, we here at True North were speculating this morning as to whether or not this guy would remain leader of the party. And that's an interesting uh, question. But uh, he's just taken the party in such a such a strange direction. And and finally, I, I think this is this is good news uh, for the conservatives. I know that that you know everyone watching this right now is like, this is this is terrible. This cements Justin Trudeau's power. Uh, but the reality is that the conservatives don't have a leader right now, and that they need time. Remember during the uh, 2021 election, Justin Trudeau said that the typical uh, minority government only lasts for about 18 months, and so can. He, uh, conservatives were preparing themselves like we have to uh, do a leadership race. We have to select a new leader, and then that leader needs to have some time to uh, you know put together, assemble the team that they want. Uh, you know, get everyone on the same page, unite the party behind them. And it's it's hard to do that on a quick timeline if you're if you're considering that 18 months might get you to another snap election. So this this buys the conservatives more time. Um, like I said earlier, the campaign slogans sort of write themselves, like a vote for liberals is now a vote for socialism. There's no difference between the liberals and the NDP. And you no longer have to hold the liberals to account for the crazy things that they're saying. Uh, you just have to point to the craziest thing that the NDP is saying and say, that's what you're going to get if you elect Justin Trudeau again, plus the whole just like untrustworthiness, backroom deal, Warren Kinsella calling these guys the axis of weasels. I don't know if Justin Trudeau is going to be able to shake that. So so far, we have heard from two of the conservative opposition um, candidates, the people running for conservative leader. Uh, first was Jean Charest. Jean Charest accused Trudeau of buying his majority. He said, uh, this coalition is further proof that the Trudeau liberals govern for themselves, not Canadians. They will stop at nothing to keep power. Even if it means buying themselves a majority, the conservatives have to unite. Read my statement. So Again, this is a gift to the conservatives. This is going to be the 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 shot that they can keep taking over and over again. Uh, Pierre Polyev likewise called this a socialist coalition power pact formed to hold power until 2025. We have a clip of Pierre and just a heads up, the audio isn't great. It looks like Pierre recorded this in his car driving uh, last night when the news first broke on the CBC. So here is that clip of Pierre Polyev. Hi everyone, sorry about the poor quality of this video, but I'm traveling from Montreal to Ottawa just as breaking news comes forward of a coalition power pact between the Socialist NDP and the Liberals to keep uh, in control of the government until the year 2025. Obviously, uh, they have agreed to um, a radical and extreme agenda to expand the power of government by taking away the freedoms of the people uh, to increase uh, spending uh, and taxes and inflation on the backs of the people or just inflation as I've described it. Um, the news uh, might seem terrible but uh, I'm here today with a message of hope with a strong conservative leader who knows how to win the debate and the procedural contests on the floor of the House of Commons can push back hard against the this coalition attack on our freedom. 
So uh, again, this is great news for the conservatives because it gives them so much fodder, so much to talk about. I'm going to take some of your questions here since we are doing this live show. I've got a couple that my producer has been pulling. So I'll go with uh, Sherry. Sherry asked a question. Candace, why don't you talk about the World Economic Forum? What is really going on? We get this question. Well, I actually, I had uh, Rupa Supermana on my show last week. She wrote a piece about how she believes that Chrissy Freeland's position on the board of the World Economic Forum is a conflict of interest with her position as finance minister of Canada. Uh, personally, my opinion of the World Economic Forum is it's just sort of uh, just another like useless sort of rather creepy leftist authoritarian uh, international institution where they sit around and you know talk about how important they are and how great they are and it, it, kind of nothing comes of it or, or you know they, they set these these ridiculous standards and politicians sort of talk a good game and then they come back and, and nothing becomes of it like I think I think that the World Economic Forum wishes it was as powerful as people think it is in, in reality it's just an opportunity for um, the sort of elitists of the world people like Justin Trudeau and Chrissy Freeland to you know gather around like-minded people and basically just you know, sit around and and talk about all the sort of wacky plans that they have um, for the world. It is interesting because um, there were some conservatives that were involved in, and I, I agree. I don't I don't like that. I don't like to see people um, on the conservative side participating in these sort of elitist, leftist, global governance sort of schemes. And I, I was happy to see Pierre Polyev uh, denounce them on on he talked about it on the Andrew Lawton show last week. And I hope that more conservatives push back against these sort of terrible global governance schemes. Uh, another question here, Pamela asks, Candace, what is your opinion and what could be done to reverse this to get Trudeau and Freeland out and to force an election? Uh, well, uh, unfortunately, that all rests in the hands of Jagmeet Singh. He's been given tremendous amount of power in this uh, parliament, given the minority situation. So he holds together the, the power and it looks like he's using that uh, to 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 you know, create this pact, this agreement. Um, I think it'll be very bad politically for Jagmeet Singh. I think that there's a lot of people in the NDP who don't like Justin Trudeau, uh, a lot of working class people who frankly feel very alienated by this idea that the NDP is now in lockstep with the Liberals. Liberals are very clearly the corporatist party in Canada. They represent, uh, you know, the, the woke ideology of the, the left, as well as the sort of like corporate culture in, in Canada. And I think it, again, creates a huge opportunity for the conservatives to represent uh, the people of the country, the working class, the working people, people who don't work for the government, people who don't work for woke corporations, uh, small business owners and families. I think, I think that the NDP has completely abandoned that aspect of its base. And you know, I I don't think that it'll it'll reward Singh in the long run. I, I think that he's given away all of his power today, and uh, I think uh, again next time that there's an actual election and the Canadians get to choose, I think they will be punishing Justin Trudeau and Jagmeet Singh for today. Uh, as far as you know, can we ha make that happen any sooner? I don't think so. I think these guys just cemented their own uh, power for at least the next two three years. Uh, next question, Candace, is there a way of getting rid of this situation? No, I mean, the, the, you know, they're using their power. They're using the powers that they have in Parliament. And I think the only way that we can uh, reverse it is ensuring that in, whenever the next election comes, whether it's 2025, as this agreement would suggest, or, you know, whether the Liberals and the NDP break it themselves uh, before that, that, that Canadians uh, are aware. And... Uh, and and that that we don't let them forget. 
Uh, lots of questions along those lines. So, you know, what can we do? I want my country back. So do I. I, I will say during most of the pandemic, I was truly saddened and disappointed by the direction of government, the lack of pushback, the lack of even amongst conservatives um, fighting back against excessive government use, uh, lockdowns, uh, just all of the craziness, shutting down schools, shutting down our hospital system. Uh, I wanted to see more of an opposition, whether, whether it's from conservatives or any party. Uh, I think that we're, we've now turned a corner and, uh, you know, I think that the Freedom Convoy was a huge wake up for, for many people. You know, we want our freedoms back, we want our country back. And it was it was good to see, I think, that we're heading in the right direction and we need to continue to harness that power of good and uh, continue to go in that direction, uh, to tell our leaders that we don't want this direction. We don't, we don't want to become uh, a socialist, globalist country. Uh, next, we have a question from Colleen. She says, Candace, do you think conservatives and bloc can emerge together and uh, compromise West and Quebec issues so we can get a fair vote? Well, I don't think that we would have enough seats. I don't think that the conservatives and the bloc... Uh, let me see. I, I saw a map of the votes. Yeah, so the bloc only has 32 seats. The conservatives have 119, so that would be 151 combined. The liberals and the NDP combined are 182. So so even a bloc and a conservative uh, combination would not be enough uh, to counter that liberal NDP vote. So you know, those are the numbers. That's that's the parliament that we have, and there's very little that we can do about it. Uh, I'll go to the next question. Nadim, what are the liberals so laser focused on keeping Trudeau as their leader? What was their last, when was their last leadership contest? Yeah, Justin Trudeau has been leader of this party since, what, 2012. Um, and interesting, because back then there were some, there were some other good candidates that were running for the liberals. It wasn't just uh just Trudeau, though, was already the Justin Trudeau show because that party is very much a cult around the Trudeau name. And as soon as Justin Trudeau announced that he wanted to lead the party, uh, it was basically a coronation for him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can I, I could sort of see Trudeau gracefully stepping aside, well, as gracefully as he could, um, you know, giving his seat to Chrissy Freeland so that she can run in the next election, sort of the way that uh, Dalton McGinty did for Kathleen Wynne avoid the sort of uh, scrutiny of his scandals all uh, coming out and, you know, stepping aside before the electorate could really throw him out, which which saved the Liberal Party, recall. Uh, Dalton McKinty was in power for a long time in Ontario. By the end, he was very unpopular because of the gas, gas plant scandal and a number of other ethical scandals. And the Ontario public was very clear that they wanted a change. And so Dalton McGuinty provided that change within the Liberal Party. He said it beside Kathleen Wynne came up. People didn't see her in the same light as they saw Dalton McGuinty. And so that change was sort of already fulfilled. And Kathleen Wynne was rewarded with uh, becoming the premier. So that, that I, I could see them kind of taking a play a book from that playbook. Uh, but again, Justin Trudeau told us today, I played you that clip earlier. He, he said that he will run again in 2025. So he doesn't want you to know that he is going anywhere. Um, that's, again, a terrifying idea for many of us. But uh, for Justin Trudeau, he, he says that he's not going anywhere. Maybe he wants to stay in power like his father. I mean, he's not even that old. I think he's, I think he's in his 50s. Uh, but he could have a, lo a long way to go if he wanted uh, to continue to govern. I know that's a scary proposition. I'll do one more question here. Uh, Pamela asks, 
you think this will push Western separation? Three more years of the liberals will ruin us. I think it will heighten Western alienation for sure. I think the longer that the West is left out and ignored and neglected, um, the worse the worse it will be. This the sentiment. You know, I had um, Irvin's student on the show earlier this week. Uh, actually, it was just yesterday. Um, had him on the show. He's a brilliant uh, political analyst, and he sort of talked about how. Uh, the, the idea that Canada is going to remain a country isn't a given. Uh, he, he's analyzed um, countries and he says that most of them typically last about 60 years. And anything on top of that is because of constant hard work and constant uh, you know, refreshing and renewing of our institutions. And that's simply not happening in Canada under Justin Trudeau. There is significant democratic decay in our country and Trudeau just sort of seems indifferent to it. Um, and instead, he wants to continue pushing us down this very scary path towards authoritarianism, towards government regulation, government controlling uh, the internet, government censoring what you can say, government censoring what you can think, um, the way that they demonize and scapegoat people that they disagree with. Uh, the direction of the government under Justin Trudeau is is truly going in a very scary direction. Trudeau seems uninterested in fixing and addressing the sort of broader problem. So I think the longer that he behaves this way, the longer that he acts this way, governs this way, uh, the worse it is for our country. And yes, I, I definitely think that, that is a concern uh, for for the country, that, that people don't see themselves being reflected in this government and that Justin Trudeau is sort of apathetic to that idea. And, and rather than uh, trying to understand the concerns of working people or of people in the West, people in the trucker convoy. Um, he would simply rather name call them and do backroom deals like we saw today to secure his own power. All right, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to this special live edition of the Candace Malcolm Show. We're going to be coming back with you, uh, to you every day this week with more reaction, more insight, uh, more interviews, and we will continue to break down um, this big story, really appreciate it. And if you can, please head on over to tnc.news. Uh, check out all the latest uh, from our journalists over at True North. And uh, if you're so inclined, please uh, consider making a modest donation to support our journalism. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you back tomorrow. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.